0: It's Thursday, April 21st, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer sitting in for Chris Hill this week and I'm joined by Andy Cross from Motley Fool Stock Advisor and Charlie Travers from Motley Fool Hidden Gems. Guys, welcome. Hi Mac. Hi Mac. Okay, guys, it's all about Apple today. Big, big earnings. Second quarter earnings of 5.99 billion. That's up 95% from a year ago. They sold 18.65 million iPhones for the quarter and they can't keep up with demand for iPad 2. Charlie, your thoughts on
1: Apple? Yeah, I'll give you a headline for this, Mac. You know who wishes he sold 18 million phones last quarter? Steve Ballmer, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Apple is just knocking it out of the park. Uh, I don't think anyone expected them to do 18 million phones in the quarter. Um, the iPads came in a little light, but uh, you know, I think that's just part of a transition over to a newer product. But all in all, I think if you're an Apple shareholder, you have to be really happy with uh, what they said
0: yesterday. And on that iPad piece, the COO Tim Cook said that they've got "quote the mother of all backlogs." So that seems like a good problem to have, in the sense that it's it's a kind of a "don't hate me because I'm pretty" problem.
2: Yeah, there were some. I guess there were some um, challenges as they moved from iPad One to iPad Two on the supply side, but still, you can see the demand is just. You know, bumping up, Mac, I know you have a new iPad coming yourself, so it's just like you can see it just ramping up, and there's a lot of excitement around what's next with the iPad. Right,
1: and, you know, people, uh, you know, kind of scoffed at the idea when the iPad first came out last year, but then they caught wildfire, and you can imagine as, you know, the buzz started about the second generation coming out that people might have held off on their purchases a little bit, you know, it's kind of a natural consumer tendency to do that, but I think uh, the quarter coming up, they're really going to hit a home run with these iPad 2s.
0: And Andy, what surprised you most about the earnings? I
1: think, you know, from listening to the call, the, the movement in China and the, and the
2: opportunity over in Asia is just huge. I mean, China now is like 10% of their, of their business. It's up three times in sales. So, the opportunity that we're going to see more and more over outside the United States is going to be huge for Apple.
1: Charlie? What surprised me most, uh, you know, they announced a $10 a share special dividend. No, they actually didn't do that. that. But that would have been a surprise, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, my, my biggest surprise was that a company of Apple's size did 95% bottom line growth. I mean, this is not some Silicon Valley startup here. This is a $300 billion company. You just do not see stuff like that out of a company this big. That's yeah, you double shocking. your sales
2: of iPhones
1: and... Yeah, that'll happen. ching
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that some more. Let's put that in context, because as you mentioned, um, Apple has a market cap of around $315 billion, um, and for context, Microsoft. Off market cap of around 216 billion, Google around 170 billion. Yep. Put Apple's 95% growth in context relative to these other big names.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you know, Google did 26% growth uh, in its last quarter, and that's generally viewed as very good growth for a company that's almost 200 billion in size. Uh, Exxon, even with oil skyrocketing only did 17% and you know Microsoft it's kind of gets the uh, award with uh, 5%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they had the 5. They
1: had the 5. Not the nine. At least it was positive. Yeah, but not the 9 in front of it, no.
2: Yeah, and they have I mean they have 30 billion dollars worth of cash on the books as well, too. So it's just it really is a cash machine and they continue to innovate. And more and more of our household, my household now, has gone completely Apple um, as far as computers and iPhones and, um, and soon, hopefully, iPads. Um, so just the amount of, of name recognition that they're continuing to generate and steal from the other guys is phenomenal to me.
0: And that was one of the interesting stats they shared in the earnings call. Um, 50% of Mac buyers are first-time Mac owners. Even still. Wow. Yeah. So they're growing, they're growing in terms of the Mac.
1: Yeah, you know, after a decade when they finally had their uh, resurgence with the uh, iPod, you know, yep. still people are on their first Mac. That's that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I have one
2: sitting right here that I've had for three or four years. It was my first one. I still love it. I haven't had to upgrade on it. Um, I will eventually. Um, but as you start to move to the iPad, the iPhone, I mean, you just have so many different devices. And it's not just you're dependent on just one. You could have, you know, two, three, and your household has another two or three. So, you know, every household now seems to have a couple of Macs in there.
0: And let's talk about the tablet market a bit more. Right now, we've got BlackBerry's playbook. It's hard for me to say that without smiling. (laughs) Um, Or or, or snickering. (laughs) Or snickering. Um, Jennifer Lopez making the rounds on behalf of BlackBerry. And and, and I like J-Lo. I don't know if she can save BlackBerry.
1: Is she a credible celebrity pitch person for technology products? I
0: I think they need all the help they can get. But in terms of the tablet market, I mean, who is going to emerge or what is going to emerge to rival Apple?
1: Uh, Well, you got uh, both, you know, Android based platforms coming and, you know, uh, Microsoft as well can't be ignored in that space. You know, you know, for example, Microsoft did not do very well on the tablet and at first, but then came out and dominated market share. I don't think they'll quite replicate that on, uh, you know, these kind of tablet platforms. Um, but, you know, you, you can't rule these guys out. But the iPad is so seamless in its user experience, uh, they set a high bar for these other companies to follow.
2: You know, at the Consumer Electronics Show, there were, I don't know, I think maybe over a hundred different kinds of tablets introduced earlier this year. So, there's certainly, uh, obviously, an appetite for that from other manufacturers and other designers. The thing I keep coming back to with Apple is just the fact that they're innovating at such a high level, And 10 years ago, as Charlie was saying, Apple was known for just one thing, probably the Mac computer, and now we know it for so many different things. I expect that to continue. It has to continue because it has a $300 billion market cap uh, as a company, and you can't grow unless you actually continue to innovate very high, and Apple needs to continue to do that.
0: So it feels like a silly question to ask, but is Apple undervalued? Yeah, Mac, you're just giving me the opportunity to stick my foot in my
1: mouth on this stock one more time because I've been consistently <laughs> wrong on Apple. Uh, so, if you know, Andy talked earlier in the show about the opportunity in Asia, which is just absolutely massive. They're doing, you know, over 200% growth in China. And it's not just China that they're aiming for, but that's kind of their first emerging market. Uh, you know, they described it in the call as a learning experience for them. Uh, but you think about how hot consumer electronics are in places like Korea, as well as, uh, you know. Japan, Japan, is just massive opportunity. And the Asian sales right now pale in comparison to what they're doing in the States and in Europe. Uh, so if you look for, you know, this kind of, they won't do 95% growth, you know, repeatedly, but, you know, solid 10, 15, 20%, they could do that for a long time. And if you look at the uh, earnings multiple right now against that backdrop, it does look attractive. So Charlie joked
2: a little bit about the dividend earlier on. And the question is, what do they do with all this cash? Um, it's almost like they can't invest it fast enough because they continue to grow and generate so much cash for their shareholders. So the big question going forward for companies of this size, as it was for Microsoft, as it is for Apple, as sometime it will be for Google, is what do you do with your excess cash? How do you deploy that in a higher and higher rates so you can generate superior returns for your shareholders? Apple still has to do that.
0: Okay, so Andy, as we wrap up here, do you think Apple's undervalued?
2: Well, we follow it very closely in Stock Advisor, and it, it, we still like it, and we still think it's a buy. We, we talked about some of the, the um, opportunities, the huge opportunities they have. Um, I'm with Charlie. I have, I have not bought Apple. I've followed it for years and years. I've been a fan of what they're doing. and haven't put my money behind my convictions, um, so I'm certainly not going to bet against them. I think they can continue to deliver for shareholders, so I will say it's undervalued. I think it'll be very interesting to see what comes next for Apple and, and what they actually do with the cash.
0: Okay, guys, I think it would have been hard for any of us to imagine five or ten years ago that Apple would be this big, that Apple would come back this way. Um, So with that in mind, going forward – What's the biggest threat to Apple? What's the thing that could undo Apple? Charlie? Oh, well, it's a great question, Mac. And, you
1: know, five to 10 years is an eternity in tech. If you, you know, go back over the past decade, it wasn't that long ago that companies like Dell and Microsoft were beloved by investors and they could do no wrong. And Apple's kind of in that situation right now. And it's, you know, a bit presumptuous to assume that you know they can stay on top uh, for a decade because you know while I think it's a great company, uh, the world changes very fast they have very capable competitors and the one area I 'm worried about most with Apple would be on the uh, phone front because they 're so reliant on that revenue right now and if you look at you know the evolution of the phones over the past five and ten years, companies that used to be dominant you remember palm uh, Nokia used to be on top you know they still sell a lot of phones, but they're you know generally regarded as not doing well right now. Uh, so that'd be the one area where if they don't continue to dominate the phone market the way they have recently, uh, you know, that's one spot where they're going to get in trouble.
2: Andy? Yeah, what's so interesting about that is that, as we talked about um, five years ago, we weren't even really talking about Apple as a phone player. So um, we talked about the innovation. That's a, that's a critical component of any tech company, especially for Apple, and you can't talk about innovation and in Apple without talking about the culture that Steve Jobs has built. Tim Cook obviously doing a great job so far. But I think when you think about innovation and Apple being a $300 billion company, that gets to the culture and what the leadership is going to bring to Apple over the next decade. And there are some questions there. I think I think they've alleviated and assuaged some of the concerns with Steve Jobs' health. But it's still something that you have to watch with as an Apple shareholder.
0: Okay, we'll end on that note. Andy Cross, Charlie Travers, thanks. Thank you, Mac. Thanks, Mac. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Thanks for listening. On this week's Motley Fool Money radio show, we're going to talk Pixar, Amazon, and the value of betting small. You can catch that at motleyfoolmoney.com or on iTunes. Have a great holiday weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.